try this and keep a straight face what's up you guys welcome to the midnight special podcast hi all you drones um if you like the opening song it is want you around by omar apollo featuring ruel yeah that was a nice song what do you think uh it was straight it was straight it was straight i'm not i'm not a sappy song type person so you know i need something a little bit more a little bit more energy but you know we're going to go back into my introduction so I can say a little more because we don't care what he has to say now. That's fine. That's fine. That's totally <laughs> fine. Go ahead. <laughs> don't let me ruin your podcast. Exactly. It's about moi. I'm doing intros. <laughs> Anyways, what's up, drones? We are back again at it. And we, we're not going to tell you what we're doing today. And I'm new to this, but... I got the flow. I'm I'm going with the flow now. But yes, if you want to check out this new song, definitely look up Want You Around. We don't care about, we don't care about, oh, wait, introducing new names now. Wait. Ricky, Ricky, flip the script. Just, just, hey, DJ, run that back real quick. I got issues. (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. So. Basically, what we're going to do, we decided to do this right off the fly, right off the head. So what we're going to do is, since it's the second season, and since we're kind of starting over here, we're going to switch up our names. Because we can, and nobody can tell us that we can't. So why not, right? Living in a free world, man. Living in a free world, sometimes. But... Not all the time. So, <laughs> so all right, we'll get a we'll get a little drum roll going on. Wish we had a producer that can put us a drum roll in, but we we'll get a little drum roll going on. You want to go first? No, you go first. All right. So, <laughs> instead of going by Mister Ghost for this season, I am going to go by the title of Mastermind. Ooh. 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 And it still took him forever to go between either just mastermind or Mr. Mastermind. Mm, so who's really the mastermind here? Mm, mm, mm. Uh, it's still me. <laughs> Miss, I can't even do an intro correctly. <laughs> Are we firing shots? <laughs> I will catch your bullet and throw it back at you. Don't, don't make me get on my wand. That's shit. the most, that's the nerdiest response that I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. Shots I got an anime. I'm gonna catch the bullets and throw them back at you. <laughs> I got God and anime on my side. Lightning bolt, lightning bolt. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Straight 
straight fuck you. <laughs> Bro, you can tell we're old. Oh, God. Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. Oh, my God. My brother, what are you doing? <laughs> my ass Naruto running around school. <laughs> Plastic sword. I got introduced. <laughs> Don't judge me. I actually Naruto ran around school sometimes. So, uh, hey. We know. We know. You yeah. did it at least once. You had to have done it at least once. No. What? It's it's no. so ineffective. Wind resistance. You are like your arms no. are behind you. No. <laughs> no. No. It, no? It's, okay. They literally do that because it's easier <laughs> for them to draw. <laughs> It looks cool. <laughs> it just looks cool. <laughs> I'm about to introduce myself. Fuck him. We don't. We still don't care about what Mastermind has to say. He may be a Mastermind, but he clearly doesn't know cool running posture. With a capital M. Capital M. I'm gonna put a lowercase M. Anyway. <laughs> what you trying to say? My. <laughs> what are you trying to I say? I got the hiccups. I didn't say nothing. That's why you got the hiccups, dude. <laughs> Hurry up! Give us your name. Damn. My name is <laughs> my name is Paradox. Ooh, Ooh. what a backwards R. <laughs> still working on that. Still working on that. <laughs> I think that was a stick. That was a stick. We don't we don't believe stick. it yet, but it'll stick. It'll stick. It'll stick. <laughs> <laughs> it'll stick. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. So all right. So for this episode. We are going to discuss the movie Judas and the Black Messiah. Recently came out. Good film. There's really not much to discuss because this is a film based on uh, actual events. Should I say based on actual events or based on a documentary that came out? Um, well, it says based on true events, correct? I mean, there's true events, yes. Because... because the story is told. We need the character breakdowns. Can you, you can you pull it up? I have like six. I have like a thousand windows open on my computer right now. That is not healthy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, she's looking up. Go ahead. Keep going. While she's looking up um, the facts on the movie, I'm just going to treat you guys to the sweet, sweet, sweet sounds of my voice. Let's talk about peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Okay. Now in my life, I have never strawberry in my life. <laughs> I have never encountered such a versatile sandwich. And when I say versatile, I mean, there's so many combos, so many, you could do peanut butter and jelly with bananas, peanut butter and jelly, with strawberry jam because we don't use jelly because jelly is too hard to spread because when you put jelly on your bread it kind of you spread it with a butter knife it like breaks breaks the bread apart and, and, and I it am just, back it just trying makes to figure mess. out what the hell just happened what what are you talking about peanut butter <laughs> peanut butter and jelly sandwiches what the fuck is you talking about jelly <laughs> what the fuck you I just came <laughs> at his breakdown of jelly. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what? I'm just saying that you gotta use jam instead of jelly because jelly would break apart your bread when you're spreading it over your bread. 
just put globs. No, you don't put globs. See, she doesn't understand the intricate levels of how you're supposed, supposed to prepare a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You can't just put globs of, 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 of but some jam. Some people use preserves. Some people use preserves. That, like, they actually... That's why I, I said, like my, you're I like supposed to be looking up the details for the movie. I already Stop did ruining that. my segment. <laughs> okay? Jeez. Anyways. Anyways, guys. What you should try, and I'll leave you with this. What you should try is when you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and you have your peanut butter on one slice of bread and your jam on the other slice of bread. And before you have combined the two, take some honey and drizzle it within the peanut butter. Let it soak in for a bit. Let it sit and seep. Mm. And then combine your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm. Great. Great. Now, back to the regularly scheduled program. You're nasty. Oh, <laughs> you're nasty. <laughs> what? Honey and peanut butter? What? Yeah, that's nasty. You're crazy. I ain't never had it, but that's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true non-believer. <laughs> Join my cult. <laughs> What's it called? What's it called? I'm sorry. What's it called? I don't know yet. <laughs> PBH, peanut butter and honey. <laughs> that don't sound right. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> anyways. Anyways. We are talking about Judas and the Black Messiah tonight. So, so it says it's a 2021 American biographical drama. Okay. And you have Fred Hampton is Daniel Kaluuya. And then you also have William O'Neill. He is Lakeith Stanfield. And the other people I didn't really think were too important. Uh, actually, uh, Jesse Plemons, who played the FBI uh, detective. Oh, I like him yeah, a lot. He did a great job. A great job. He did great a, acting job. He did a great job. Oh. I really... What, what else was he in? He was in... Oh, you want to know what he was in, though? What? Do you remember that movie with Bow Wow like Mike? Yeah. He was he was the he was the his friend. Really? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> it's been that long, yeah. <laughs> How old is that? How old is that movie? That movie was I don't know. He was in Breaking Bad. That's where I saw him. Mm. Yep. Mm. I think yep. that's where a lot that's of I, I think that's where a lot of people probably recognize him. And Black Mirror. Yep. Okay. Yep. Remember. Which episode of Black Mirror do you remember? Uh, Black Mirror, see, uh, USS Cal Callister, Callister. It was the one about oh, when they went to when they ended up in the ship in the sh the ship that uh he was like over everybody. He was in charge of everybody. It was like they had the little head things. And oh, it was like the, it was head. like the Star Trek spoof one. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember. The one where he like gets trapped there all alone, but like yeah. he forces everybody to do what he says. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Yep. Okay, that all was him. All right then. Um, but yeah, he did a great job. So, and um, the actor who actress who played uh, Fred Hampton's um, girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah. Her name was Dominique Fishback. Okay. 
she is very pretty i must say she is very very pretty yeah very well, gorgeous she did a great job too i think this i think this movie was like very 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 well acted it was i i was very happy oh uh, i enjoyed I these people's she, performance i love that she was a poet i think mm. literally that's what i love the most her voice was soothing and she she fit the look like of a poet back then explain she, like <laughs> she had that look to her like she was very well educated but also that how would you say like she looked I don't even know how to put it like kind of more lax you know how when you see someone who does like music and poetry that's kind of like very lax but for the people they have this look to them mm-hmm yeah. yeah that's how she looked like she was very much for the people very much in more in depth with i like the way she approached him when he gave his first speech and she told him you could have did better with that speech she was like don't attack people she was like if you want them on your team don't attack them or the things that they believe in she was hitting on him. i know that but still i mean she was right she was right like if you want somebody on your team don't attack what they their beliefs are like you're trying to get them on your team for a cause yeah yeah well so one thing that at by the end of this movie that kind of got me was that fred hampton was 21 years old when he was assassinated that that kind of cut deep that actually didn't kind of anything it did cut deep why for you it cut deep because sadly all i saw was the whole brianna taylor situation I don't know why, but automatically, like, they just came in, start shooting up the place. And technically, I mean, they had every right because it said that they fired one shot and the police fired however many. And I'm like, y'all just came in and just raided this people, these people's place and they weren't even doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like they were just sitting in their home trying to sleep and literally it just broke me because all I could think of was the whole Breonna Taylor situation. And then the situation with these men and they just broke in and just started killing and shooting people. <clears throat> and that just, it, it just hurt. Yeah. And he was so young, but also the betrayal, like the betrayal that just kind of lied in it. For me, it was just the fact that he was 21 and he had already like done so much. And it kinda, it just kind of makes things like, dang, what am I doing? <laughs> you know? Like, 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 what have I done, you know, that was impactful? And then this person did this at 21. And I know there's, I know there's a lot of people that were, you know, doing similar or the same things, but it's like, what could have been, mm-hmm. you always wonder what could have been if he lived, I mean, if he lived to be an old man. Older than that. You know, I like what what more change could he have made? And he brought so many people together. Like, I think what hurt me the most was it wasn't for 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 them. It wasn't just black people. It was more than that, because you saw how he went there and the people, the, the Caucasian people had the Confederate flag up. And he was like, we not here to start a ruckus. We here to sit here, come on mutual terms and be like, y'all are tired of being poor, but they sit here and do this and this and this to y'all. Why not join up with us? Support, like help, we can support each other's cause, help each other out. Then he went to, I think they were Puerto Rican. 
mm. from what I think. Yeah, from what I heard. And they went to them and then they saw that they were having struggles. They went to the pretty much like the people who were the underdogs and were like, let's help each other out. Then when they went to the crowns in the beginning, it was like, nah, but then later on you saw them come together. And when he said, I am a revolutionary, you could see just all of them in that one room congregated together, standing strong. And he had done so much. And to see him go that way, just because you're intimidated by the power he has over this, these people, when it's not power, it's literally him trying to get them to understand that we can stand together and make a change rather than be divided and nothing happened. Cause and nothing happened because us together actually makes a change. Mm-hmm. Like for to see him go, it just kind of it made me angry. It made me very very angry, sad because he wasn't trying to fight. And whenever his people would go into places and just kind of get a little bit rowdy, he'd be like, "Calm down, brother. Like, calm down. It's there's a way. There's there's a time and a place for everything. Now is not it." Because I think his age had a lot to do with it, right? Because, I mean, he wasn't that experienced. He was just doing what he thought was right. Sometimes his methods would change and things, you, like you said, he, or like she said, that, you know, his words, he wasn't always, like, smart and tactful with his words, but he was getting there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just saying what he felt, and he was saying what he thought would reach the people. Mm-hmm. And and that's one thing that I did recognize, and I think that the movie kind of told well, was that uh, Fred was he was inexperienced, but he was learning as he went on, Growth. and yeah, and he was growing. And the thing was that even all the stuff that he went through, he was still growing, and he was still growing because of the people around him. But <laughs> as this movie also says, you know. That would also led to his downfall, right? I thought she was gonna cry me for a second. I was like, "Don't cry." I, was like, I don't know. I thought I heard your voice crack for a second. I was like, "Huh?" Okay, what you trying to say? What you trying to say? Trying to I was like, "This meek? movie hit." You? No, I was about to say, "This movie hit you that hard, shit." Because it makes you wonder, it's like, if that where's the, where's the leadership now? Because there really is none. Because all because all the leader like all the leaders, especially if you see like black leaders, they're really not listened to. And they really got to be either they got to be either like a pro athlete or have some big, huge platform. Yeah. To actually be able to stand out. There's like no there's like no regular people. And it's like every time there is somebody that that comes in and fills that role, there's always doubt being pressed. Some, you know, sometimes by our own community and, and then sometimes by outside community, a lot of times by our own community. Counting community, <laughs> huh? I was like, so, so by, mostly by its own community, yeah, which is a sad part, yeah, and so sad because it's just the same thing that we see in this movie, really. It and it, it, there was actually a part where it was when uh, the FBI agent went to talk to, I think he said his name was Hoover, which one played by Jesse um, Clemens, yeah, he no, went in there. That's not Hoover, Hoover's the old, crinkly dude. Play he by. went into the office and he went in there to talk to some guy who was over him. Oh yeah, that and he was, was Hoover. Telling, yeah, he was. He went to talk to Hoover, and it was about. Um, he was like, 
I had my informant tell me that this other guy threw another dude into the river. And he was like, yeah, that was my informant. He was like, he almost got caught. So he had to pin the blame on somebody else and then say that they were a, in, an informant and whatever. And then they pretty much scalded him with water and threw him to the bottom of the river. And I'm sitting here like, y'all getting rid of each other for these people who are against all of y'all. I'm confused and the white man's just sitting I'm sorry the Caucasian man's just sitting there. <laughs> I'm like can I, do I say white or Caucasian I'm confused <laughs> he's just sitting there like he's just sitting there like yeah they making this easy and I'm like they are why the fuck are they making this easy <laughs> why I guess I mean that's the question right Yes, it was frustrating the shit out of me because I'm sitting here like y'all are sitting here in a situation where y'all are being overpowered by these people when y'all could sit here, hold hands and work together and pretty much overpower these people. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? And the film really put that on display. And I really think it was trying to it was really just capturing the spirit of Fred Hampton. And before he before he passed away or before he died, what his ultimate goal was. For example, you know the scene where they're having to shoot out at the headquarters? Mm-hmm. Really, that's still... And remember, Fred was in jail at this time. I think what the movie was putting on display here is like without that leadership, that things kind of fall apart and we start fall, we start falling apart and we start turning on each other and things like that. Because in truth be told, like they shouldn't have shot. First of all, they shouldn't even have guns. Like they shouldn't... They the shouldn't Black have Panther. Mm-hmm. And they shouldn't... They shouldn't have shot because even though, <clears throat> but because some people some people got hurt and some people, uh, likely got thrown in jail. Yeah, there was a shootout mm-hmm. so, fifty years ago. Yeah, so, and and we're just talking about the context of the movie. We're not talking about actual events because actual events could be there's probably minor details that the actual events probably actually had, right? Yeah, this did yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but what the movie is just trying to say is like without that leadership, things kind of fall apart and that, you know, as as black people, we need that leadership. You know, One thing I can say I appreciated was that he knew how much that meant to them. Like William O'Neill, he he may have snitched on them, but he knew how important it was, which is why he came back and rebuilt the place. Because you remember the police officers like Mo- Molotov, that bitch, and like set everything up in flames. Mm-hmm. But he came back and the community worked together. Even the crowns came and helped out and helped piece back the place because they knew that to overcome anything, it was going to start there, them working together. And he became kind of the new leader. But you could see him saying, I want out, but he, he it was too late then. Well, okay. So let's kind of, let's kind of take it back a bit. And let's talk about because that's really what the movie is about. Because you know, you watch this movie, and even though um, Daniel Kaluuya gave a great performance, he actually made you attracted to him, even though the movie's not about him. This isn't about. This isn't a Fred Hampton story. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, this is a whole ass William O'Neill story. (laughs) Yeah, that's why it's called Judas and the Black Messiah. Yes. So, so what's your take? I want to get your take first. So I personally feel like, yes, it is about him because it, it, I feel like it's about the turmoil of what he was going through. 
you could tell he wanted to stop, but he didn't really have that choice because he didn't have a choice. I mean, well, he, he had did. a choice, but he didn't. He did have a choice, but he didn't have a choice because nine times out of ten, like, let's be honest here, he would have ended up like one of the other guys who ended up getting shot in the hospital, and then before he could even get out of the hospital, he was very much alive, and he ended up dead. But see, so here's the thing: what's the price are you willing to pay for the advancement of your people now i of course i can't put myself in his shoes because i i didn't grow up at that time but hell fred was willing to pay the ultimate price and a lot of other people were too yeah so so really there really can't be any other excuse because i I can imagine somebody i can imagine him doing that and then living the rest of his life until he gets old and still have you know how much regret that you have to live with? Yeah, and see, that's that, That's why he killed himself. Like, that's mm-hmm. a lot of regret. Plus, people are making documentaries about you. So now you have to see, and the whole world knows about what you've done. No one wants to live through that. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel bad for him. I really do. But it also hurts to know that he got someone killed, let alone his his girlfriend and unborn child had to stand there and be there for that. Yeah. But... I must say that I think this mostly was a story about William O'Neill and the turmoil that he very much so went through having to make these decisions, even though they were hard. But if you want me to be honest, so many people were willing to put their lives on the line because if you sit here and think about Fred, and I think actually, I think the movie was about comparing them like because they put Fred, like he is the black Messiah at this point. He knew going into what he was doing he was probably going to end up dead because you see people like Malcolm X before him, people like um, MLK before him. He knew he was going to die somewhere along the way in this doing what he was doing. He knew it. There's no question about it. His girlfriend knew it. The girl who played, um, what was her name in the movie? Deborah. Yes, she played Deborah. She knew he was going to die. So it's like you have all of these people who pretty much know the outcome of what he's doing. And I somewhere in there, I think William O'Neill knew he was too. So it kind of puts into perspective. And the reason it's called Judas and the Black Messiah is because if you put them side by side, you have one man who's willing to do whatever to bring his people together. And one man who is selfish, who is willing to only think of himself, no matter what happens to his people. He's just trying to survive to be honest but it's a selfish cause because now he's put his story out and years from now do you really think you did well like do you really think you made the right choice back then looking at yourself now and I can honestly say no he does not because he's the one who made sure he was not here yeah because for me I definitely think he had did have a choice because his choice was just trusting in the people that he was actually supposed to be serving because all he had, because really all he had to do was go ahead, just tell, just tell him. It's like, hey, I'm in trouble. They I got need me. Your help. Yeah, I need, I need, I need y'all's help. They got me on this. They got me on this. I need y'all's help. But he kind of put himself in that situation, boosting cars from his own community. So that's true, but that doesn't, that, I don't think that gives anybody, first of all, I don't think that gives anybody a right to extort, extort you. oh no that it is not because another way he could have gotten out of it is just going to jail because the man told Mm -hmm. him he was like you'll get this amount of years and then this amount of years for impersonating an fbi 
So my thing was Fred went to prison and when he went to prison, they were on false charges, but he survived. So why couldn't William O'Neill? I mean, (laughs) I I ain't going to say that now because, you know, going to jail ain't no joke. It's no joke. But if Fred could do it and he's literally like leading a fucking brigade at this point and then you have this one man who is just boosting cars if you bad enough to boost a car i'm pretty sure you bad enough to get caught and go to jail because if anything them boys could have whooped his ass right there in the uh in the billiards place <laughs> yeah i mean i mean you're right like it is his fault that he was in that predicament it's like a tough thing like i get i can understand you know that situation that somebody make those decisions because like for me like i wouldn't want to go to jail either but I will also I will also take my chances with the people that's actually I know that are actually there for me. Yeah, I think you know? this also goes back into though, don't take advantage of your own people because that's what he was doing. He was like taking advantage of his own people and he sought out them and literally was harming them. Even if he wasn't harming them, he was still taking something from them. Mm-hmm. So it's like You're talking about the boosting have, cars? Yeah. Okay. Like why would you sit here and do that from people in your community? Like, it may not be your turf, but why do that and put your community in harm's way when y'all are supposed to be coming together and helping? Yeah, I mean, if you pay attention, I mean, if you pay attention to it, I mean, you put it perfectly, like, it's like a, a domino effect, you know? You, you do this, it's going to lead to this sooner or later. That also leads into, think of the consequences before you do something, people. There are always consequences to when you do something. Your actions have consequences. <laughs> It's just showing you like what not to do, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Cause there was a lot of mistakes being made and, and a lot of the mistakes were fatal ones. Cause so one scene, we totally did our research. Remember when the guy and his friend that got shot and he was in the hospital and they killed him and he was, he went to the janitor of the hospital just to find out anything, any information. And mm-hmm. remember when the janitor sh- called the cops on him. Uh huh. Wasn't his name Jake? Yeah. Yep. I remember name. And that and it's it's like it's stuff like that, you know? And the movie yeah, was constantly like, reminding you of that. He made me so mad when he went and snitched. He was just like, I can't help you. Then he went and called the cops and was like, he's got a gun. I'm like, you can't tell this boy is just in distress over losing someone he cares about. Mm-hmm. That just frustrated me to no end. And but you gotta think too um, of the amount of propaganda that the FBI or whoever police whoever was spewing into the air about the Black Panther Party. And so when you the janitor guy, he's one of those people that just ate it up. Yeah, and it probably just made him a bit more on edge, nervous, scared. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want no part in this because if I, I don't want to end up how anyone else in this agenda is going to end up. It's like it's it's that concept of give everybody a loaded gun. <laughs> you know, if you give everybody a loaded gun, somebody's going to fire it. Sooner or later, somebody is. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's the thing of keep giving people loaded guns. Can I, can I, this was one quote that I got from this movie that frustrated the hell out of me and made me angry as hell um so William O'Neill goes to the white officer's house the white FBI agent's house and he tells him he was like have a drink blah 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 blah. come upstairs and then all of a sudden the, the one phrase he said he said you can't cheat your way to equality 
all of a sudden I just froze frame. I had to pause the TV for a second. I just, <laughs> I got mad. I got very, very angry and mad. And I was like, did this motherfucker just say you can't cheat your way to equality? So how did how did you get to equality, my guy? Last I checked, it was manifest destiny how you got here. But we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> like, don't like you can't cheat your way to equality. Last I checked, y'all both bled red. I'm confused. I am Confucius. I was like, I just got upset. I had to pause for a second and then <laughs> calm down and then <laughs> play it again. <laughs> I got mad as hell. I couldn't process how somebody and he didn't say anything like William O'Neill just kind of sat there like that's because William O'Neill at that point in time he he was he was one of those people that just just like you said they were stuck in a, a, a thing of survival survival mode and I understand that and when you're in survival mode you become ignorant yeah that that is true mostly because you're just trying to make it day to day like mm -hmm. as you said earlier people are like people are just trying to make it day to day and that's why and you kind of like, accept I, the world too you kind of accept the world instead of questioning the world or questioning what might be oppressing you you kind of accept mm -hmm. it because that's just something else that you gotta deal with that was kind of his mindset throughout the whole movie he didn't want any extra stuff he didn't. Attitude. He just wanted to make it day to day and just be like, I, I don't, I don't, I'm just trying to make sure I, I live. That's it. I make it through it. That's probably why he was boosting cars. He was just trying to make it and he couldn't make it any other, any other way. And so it led to this moment. <sighs> it, this, this is a good movie. It was a good movie. I think there's a lot you can take away from it. Mainly when you're sitting here looking at both of these parties on opposite sides and one is trying to use a non-forceful way and bring people together and the other is just trying to make sure that he makes it to the next day. We'll talk about the filmmaking in a minute, but you know, you take away from this movie, there's not really much to like discuss in this movie, right? Because it, there are actual really. events that actually happen. I mean, if you want to get more in depth into it, go, go look up the story. I encourage you to. Right. Go look up what actually happened and, and look up who these people actually were. Exactly. But I think one thing you can take away from this movie, especially as, you know, members of the black community and and black men and women stop putting each other down. Please support each other. And that's in and that's even in the little minute details. Very much so. <laughs> like, remember that? Remember? Remember the guy next door I told you about? Yeah. And what he did? Yeah. <laughs> That's the same thing. And it's and it's it's such a small little thing. It's such a small little thing, but that's the same. That's like the same thing. And and we're not saying that you can't be critical of somebody. Yeah, that that, that it's okay to be critical, but don't down them. Like well, you don't get, don't take it's not a fact. If somebody hurt your feelings, they just hurt your feelings. But if you if you're gonna criticize somebody, or you're gonna you're gonna tell somebody about themselves, just make sure that it's coming from, make sure it's a coming good place. a good Not place and a, a factual place. You know, 
Yeah, not from just wanting to tear them down and make them feel bad. Mm -hmm. Or not just from you wanting to have this kind of control or power over somebody, even if it is for like a fraction of a moment. Because what he said to me, and it wasn't anything personally towards me, guys, right? But what he said to me, in his mind, he had a little fraction of a power for that one second. I'm not even going to say nothing. I'm just going to keep my black ass mouth closed before I go ham. Oh. I'm just going to keep oh, my go ahead. mouth closed. Go ahead. The bride did. Oh. He's got to be one of the motherfuckers that's just insecure. Who the fuck just goes and tells their next, their next door neighbor, I got two bitches in my house. <laughs> Who does that? Who? That's just random. Who the fuck just walks out their house one day and is like, oh, my neighbor must be cold. I'm not. I got two bitches in my house. What? I, did I ask? What? Excuse me? I I didn't want that mental image, number one. But number two, no hi. No, is your power back on? No, are you okay? But, oh, are you cold? Oh, I'm not. Nigga, get Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of oh, here. Oh, man. I was, it was so funny. I just wanted to be like. Bro, you're going to make me laugh. I just wanted to break out laughing. I just turned around. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just walked back inside. Like, what the fuck did he feel the need to tell me? I was all going that? to okay. my car. I, was, I don't know what I was doing. Oh, yeah. Guys, if you, had, if you didn't know, in case you've been living on the rock. So I stay in Texas and we basically had a mini ice age for some reason. <laughs> had a whole week of goddamn an ice age. <laughs> I'm over here. But <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> no reason. I don't even know. Like, I don't even know why. Not going to get into it. That, that's not my forte. From what I know. I'm over here. Got, I got three jackets, a sweater. Like a whole five pairs of pants. I'm telling on, you, three, three pairs of socks. Three pairs of socks. I literally had three or three pairs of socks at night. For real? Yeah, dude, it was cold. <laughs> I was like, my feet, my rest. When I was sleeping, like I, <laughs> I had like three sheets. <laughs> I had, you know, I had my bed, my my bed comforter, which is yes. which is actually pretty heavy. Thanks, mom. That just thick. <laughs> thick. <laughs> Thanks, mom. And uh, and then I had see that uh, that throw that's on my couch right there. The fluffy one. She can see my couch through Zoom. Yeah, yeah, the throw <laughs> that's on the couch. You see it? Yeah. That thing is heavy. For real? Yeah, that thing is heavy, dude. So thin. It looks thin, but it is heavy. Oh. <laughs> like I'm talking about, like Shit, your ass couldn't have been cold. My feet were cold though. I was like, I can't warm my feet, and my hands were cold. But anyways, bro, just took your arm. I had three on three pairs of socks. <laughs> she got some thermal socks. I ain't do nothing. I woke up because I ain't have. I had to go to work. I ain't do nothing. I just woke up. I was like, it's cold, and just <laughs> sat there. <laughs> Every the power was out, water was out. I was like, I can't do nothing. <laughs> I mean, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. <laughs> yeah, right. I. <laughs> <laughs> she over there she over I'm there in the tropics though the tropics Bruh, don't even do me I was sitting here being nice sending you stories and shit 
Don't even play me. I, I couldn't go outside. Actually, it was warmer outside. I did go outside for a minute and just like because of sun. Bro, you should just went and sat in your car and been. I like, did. I did. I sat in my car for a couple times, um, especially at nighttime. Get some, just get some heat. Warm up. I, that's what I'm saying. Like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the heat it on. It was full a madhouse. It was a madhouse out here. Uh, I'll tell you more about it. But okay, let's uh, let's talk about the filmmaking. I'm gonna um, let you handle that. You can handle it too. You're in this. You're in this. You open the podcast for the first time. Won't be the last time. You can get in there. You can put your foot in it. If y'all can't see my face, I, I have very big eyes and it was a heavy ass <laughs> sigh. I was like <sighs> um, panic attack. This movie <laughs> get those off him. Uh this fuck you. <laughs> This movie was, it was done in a, not a weird way, but it was done in an unusual way. And I can't really put my finger on it, but the way they told the story was different. I feel like they went between two people. They did, which is, which has been done before. Yeah, but like it was showing how their stories intertwined. To get mm. an end result. Like I don't know how else to put it. Other than like it's like his point of view. His point of view. And then how their paths cross. To get a conclusion at the end. Yeah yeah I can yeah I can agree with that. It was kind of it was kind of a contrast. That was I guess that was the focus. That also like how different they were. As people but also how someone can. Kind of sort of change someone. So much. Mm-hmm. But it really doesn't have an effect. Like. Because you could see the, the minute sentiments of him wanting to change. But it's like, no, no, no. I got to stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. Until you finally get your end result of what actually happens. And he betrays him. I think it was also, I think it was the fact that this film, the way it was done, it kept a mystery on William O'Neill. Yeah. Because at any point, if you if you don't know... So we, so everybody knows the end result when they're going to the movie. Well, you, I don't think you did, did you? For this one? Yeah. Fuck no. I did not. <laughs> I fucking did not. Which is why my heart got as broke as it fucking did. I'm sorry. I did I'm not sorry. know the end result. I'm sorry. Yeah, I do kind of want to fight you on that one. I really should fight you How on that one. How's it my fault? It's your fault because you How? saw the movie before me. You could have told me. The literal title could have gave it away. I knew he was going to betray him, but I didn't know he was going to betray him like that. Like, damn. Come on, huh? Oh, wait. Hey, come wait. on, now. <laughs> you just betrayed him and he ended up on the... Uh, the, the fuck me. What? <laughs> fuck me. Yeah. Um, We're going to let you have that moment. We're going to let you have that face bomb. Nah, I can't even blame you. Fuck. I needed a reason to. But I didn't know what he was going to do. The movie did a great job on every scene that he was in. It kept the suspense of, well, what's he going to do next? Because I I feel like the movie did take some uh, keys from the documentary. And it was William O'Neill actually telling his story or his side of the things. Because mm-hmm. usually when you see a movie, it's either all in on this side or all in on this side. Mm-hmm. And this movie kind of, like you said, it kind of... It kind of split the all-in part to equal sides, and but when I went, whenever we we're on O'Neill, 
I couldn't I couldn't tell what was going to happen next. I I think they did a great job of kind of because it was a story that he pretty much told like they interviewed him and then they got the story from him. I think it was probably a very hard story to tell, but they they very much so put in how he was feeling like I, I enjoyed seeing how he was feeling throughout this and how he like it puts in it put into perspective the roller coaster of emotions for him, so to speak. And it makes you wonder how the other people felt like the other informants, because there were other ones also. And it makes me wonder, like, I wonder if maybe one informant knew another one was an informant, or maybe let's say like, if another informant was feeling the same way he felt, had any of them also came to him or maybe said anything to him or like, I'm wondering. Well, one of them did remember when he met him at the bar. Yeah. But that, that was an older man. Like, I wonder if they had any people that were like, super close to other like the crown you had the crowns like i wonder if they had other ones that were super close to the leaders and like the crowns or different other people who were like patrolling other areas in chicago i'm pretty sure it did um <laughs> and and that and that guy that was at the bar was played by you know uh a little rel howry uh-uh. the comedian Mm-mm. you are you don't know him no oh he was in memory. You watched Get Out, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Actually, all three of them was in Get Out. Remember, he was the friend that worked at TSA. Oh, what the <laughs> fuck! I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, why are you playing this such such this old part? <laughs> like, you're not that old. <laughs> oh, I just dang, mm-hmm. I didn't even notice it. Yeah, but yeah, going back to your point, it's crazy the operation that they that the FBI had. They had all these informants. <laughs> all of them and i'm just sitting here like it's like night this was in 1970s and we in 2021 i wonder if any of them are still here i i I probably yeah oh yeah because my mommy okay my my mommy's like fucking 51 (laughs) fuck yeah they're still here i'm sorry i didn't do math can you math quick math math? um (laughs) quick math can you algebra Um, bro <laughs> Fuck you. Um <laughs> yes. I wonder would anyone else be that brave though? What to tell the story? O'Neal, yes, William O'Neill is brave as shit. I have to I have to give him that. He is brave. Very brave. Cause that and we live in 2021 now. People are not beside coming after you at all. Is it bravery though? It was probably guilt, not bravery, but guilt. Because imagine, imagine you know all that, and you got to look every day at all the bullshit that goes around. Mm-hmm. And then you got to look yourself in the mirror, and then it mentioned his son too. Oh fuck! Yeah, so I, I'm not sure if it's bravery per se. I'd say guilt. I would definitely say guilt. It, it just it just shows you how. You know how powerful like regret and guilt are. Oh yes, very much. I, we, I want to hit a very hard nail on that head, but I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I mean, you are on the I, couch. I mean, if you just want to lie back and. <laughs> oh, I wasn't even talking about me. I was oh. about to hit on that white lady who ended up getting Emmett Till 
killed oh. because she waited till she was goddamn 70 something to say something and her ass was like oh yeah i lied yeah well there's a special no. there's a special place for those people don't get me started there's a special place for those type of people the, the they need to make another ring in dante's inferno for bitches like her but we're gonna we're gonna go to the next topic <laughs> that's the lowest ring they need i said they need to make another one for people <laughs> specifically like her there's already a ring made though no they need to make another one because she need to be there by herself sitting in her own lonesome she don't need nobody else around she just need to be ta- tortured isn't it nine rings it's my favorite poem by the way that's why i'm such a nerd there's dweeb there's I think just like eight or nine we're gonna look it up because i think it's nine i don't think they're they're not really rings per se it's nine circles they're not really Ooh. rings they're circles yeah I mean, a circle is a ring, technically. No, but they're like areas, though. Anyways. Oh, I know that, but no, she needs her own (laughs) area. Like, she needs a tenth area, just her and herself and her. Mm -mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. What were we talking about before we started being nerds? (laughs) 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 About poems? That was you and your poem. We're pretty much talking about how... um, it's just it's sad. It's it's just sad. Let's 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 wrap up our discussion and talk about something else. Cause it's just it's just sad. It's sad on both ends because somebody had to pay for this. And then it's sad that somebody had to go through this. Yeah, it really is. And it's sad that the situation is like this in the first place. It's sad that yeah, it's sad that it led him to doing what he did. And yeah, I recant my statement earlier because that was pretty cruel. Wow. It was wow. pretty cruel. It was cruel, and I can admit it was cruel because I wasn't thinking of how probably hard it was for him. But, but you're. Right. I mean, to be honest, your anger is not unwarranted. It just makes me sad because he literally got someone killed all because of his selfishness, and it's. I know it's not supposed well, to yeah. be a life for a life. Yeah, a lot of people killed. Yeah, he got more than just him killed. But literally, like, I know it's not supposed to be, uh, like, a life for a life, but him living wasn't him living with it. Obviously, wasn't enough, which was probably why he came out and told his story. But I don't think that was enough for him either, which is probably why he did what he did. But mm-hmm. who knows? Like, I I feel bad for everyone in the situation. At the I, end I of think it. he, to be honest. I think he planned it as soon as he found out that they wanted to make a documentary. Well, and see, they made one and the second one, they made a second documentary because they put out one documentary. He was still alive. Then they put out a second one. And the day that the second one aired was the day that he had committed suicide. Yeah. To me, it sounded like he knew and he planned. He probably wanted his story out there first before he actually Mm -hmm did away with himself or mm-hmm. ended things and I can't say my condolences to him because I know that at the end of the day it's not like he had he had a choice but back then that was a hard choice for him so it's just a messed up situation for a lot of people and he was well he was an informant but he was still a member it's just 
It's so it's so because he still helped them grow and progress to a certain extent, mm-hmm. but he was still an informant. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to it's like a gray area. It is. It really is. Because <laughs> if not for him, they wouldn't have rebuilt. Like they wouldn't have. No one else would have stepped up to like rebuild and bring everybody together and be like, hey, get in here and do this, do this, do this. I don't think anyone would have taken that control to step up and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry to make you guys out there sad and depressed and whatnot, but really it was a great movie. Uh, Definitely deserved the good reviews it was getting. I think in, I think new filmmaker, uh, Shaka King directed this. Um, it's actually produced by Ryan Coogler, um, who did, who did uh, Black Panther and uh, Creed. Creed. Yeah. I haven't watched Creed. Anyways, guys, uh, it's this new host thing. Face. This new host thing. <sighs> Oof. Mm. Eh. Yeah. Anyways. I will fight you. Don't think I won't. I got these hands. Great movie. Go see it. If you haven't seen it already, you got HBO Max. It's on HBO Max. You don't have to go to the movie theaters. Go see it. But uh, if you do have time to go to the movie theaters, maybe go see a matinee. You don't want to be around a lot of people. If you go see it now, theaters aren't going to be crowded. So you can go see it in the movie theaters. It's great for the business. But uh, go see it. It's great. Um, oh, we gotta give our uh, our rating for it. What do you think? You want to introduce the rating system since you introduced us to the podcast today? Um, I can't. Um, okay, wait. Okay, I'm gonna do it. I can do it. I can do it. So we have a fuck you. Uh, I can't stand this bitch. We'll find them. We have. I swear, you guys, I am a sweet person. You just make me want to fight him. Okay. Hey, you have, the one over here yabba dabba doing like. I am new to this, Kevin. I will cry. To talking. Got I mean, here. I will cry. <laughs> I know where you live. <laughs> we have a four tier rating system, so it goes by flick, movie, cinema, or kino. Because I'm fucking amazing. I had to hand clap myself because I remembered. Um, So, pretty much based on how you feel you should rate it, that's how you should should rate it. Flick, that's how you interpret what a flick is. A movie, cinema, kino. Kino being the best, flick being it's just a flick. Yeah. Let's go. How did you feel about this movie, Master... Mastermind... (laughs) I wanted to call you by your real name so bad, and I was like, fuck. It's a movie for me. It was a movie for you? Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a movie for me. It wasn't, like, I knew the story. I didn't know, like, the in-depth details that were presented in the movie. Uh, but, like, you know, like, the shootout that they had, I knew about that. Um, the Black Panthers, the fact that, you know, they spoke maliciously, but kind of were really peaceful. Knew about that. Uh, Fred uh, Fred Hampton dying, being assassinated. Knew about that. Him being betrayed. I didn't know he was betrayed in this manner, but knew about that. I didn't know he died at 21. That was a shocker to me. But so I was kind of, I was kind of already familiar with it. And I do I do appreciate 
the way they told the story rather than approaching it from the conventional manner. But yeah, I think it's a movie because the runtime was around like two hours and 10 minutes with credits. I feel like if this movie had like an extra 30 minutes to it and took us like more in there, it probably been it probably been different. But I think this is just, you know, this is just a movie that wanted to get the message out. And I think it did. I think they definitely accomplished their intention uh, with this movie. You know, whatever they went in, wanted to the audience to come out with. I think they definitely did it. I think I thought it was shot. I thought it was shot great. So, so far as like cinematography. But I mean, other than that, really didn't have that much of an impact. It just reinforced everything that I kind of already know and kind of care about. Yeah, it was it was a movie for me. I feel like I can watch it multiple times. It's not in that. It's not in that territorial. It's like so so long and so like, you know, ugh, it takes so much. It takes so much. You know, yeah, it takes so much energy to watch. <laughs> yeah, it takes so much. Well, it takes you know those movies that take so much energy out of you. Oh yes. Yeah, it wasn't one of those. It actually gave me some energy, you know, because of the, what they were trying to tell. What, what you know, what they were trying to say. Like I said, I kind of left the movie. I was like, I'm hype. I want to do something now. <laughs> no matter what it is, I want to do it because, you know, like I said. I wasn't hype. I was sad. Well, I mean, I was sad too, but. I, I was, get you. It's like, I want to make a difference. Yeah. And, you know. just want to do something. Yeah. Find out that, you know, Fred Hampton died at 21. Yeah. It was a movie for me. I would say, personally, I'd say a movie. Because, like, you're it, it kind of established the things we already should be paying attention to and we should already notice. And I thought it was pretty much a story that we should all know, just like in Lovecraft Country, how they had the um, the, the whole thing like the Black Wall Street, mm-hmm. like, it was informative. I think this movie was also something that we could learn from, something we should be uh, conscious of, something we should make sure that we, but it was a movie. Like it was an, it was a good way of putting information out there. Mm-hmm. So I personally think it was a, I think it was just a movie because it's something that, yeah, I do already know. It was well-made. I did not get bored at all watching it. I didn't sit here and be like, I want it to be over with. Oh, my gosh. I was, like, actually enthralled with the characters. I I liked the characters. But also, it was great seeing the way that sometimes there is not a black and white. Sometimes there is a gray area. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you got to look at people's hardships before you judge them. Yeah. But also that you always have a choice. Then again, I actually call it Kino. No, I'd say a movie. I'd actually say. How are you just gonna go back and forth between two? How are you gonna do? No, that? I say movie. I say movie because it was still a movie for me. It wasn't like, bam. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain that, but yes. <laughs> I think it was a movie, and I think it was very character driven, and I think the acting really was what entertained everybody. It's great acting from from the two mains. Especially, um, I guess we got to end the podcast. 
Wait, where do we stop at? I don't know. Oh yeah, we we stopped at a good point. We stopped yeah. at a good point. Just sending a good message out there to don't limit yourself. Don't conform. Never conform. <laughs> <laughs> don't break each other down. That goes for everybody. Yeah, we need to we need to learn how to build each other up, support each other. That doesn't mean you can't like, criticize somebody and doesn't mean you can't tell somebody about themselves if they need it. Yes. Positive criticism is not a bad thing. Yeah. So, so we're going to. Oh, go ahead. Oh, so, oh no, no, it. you got it. You got it. Go ahead. I'm going to do it. You yeah. It. You got shit. it. You got I, it. I'm, you got it. I'm, I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to leave. No, <laughs> don't leave yet. No, <laughs> no, don't leave me. <laughs> don't leave. So this is us wrapping up the Midnight Special Podcast with your host, Paradox, and your host, Mastermind. Mastermind. Heavy side. I think I'm going to have a mastermind segment where I just speak softly into the mic like this. And I talk about maybe irrelevant stuff, but interesting stuff as well. And that's our weirdo for the day. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. We're going to wrap up for tonight. Check us out on Instagram. Check us out on what's your Instagram, sir? All right, check us out on the podcast Instagram at Midnight Special Pod. And you can check me out on my personal Instagram at Kev underscore CO. Thank you. You can also find me at Mekon underscore Darlin. That's M I K A N underscore D A R L I N because we're in the South and we say Darlin around these parts. And also visit um, the website at uh, the Midnight Special Podcast.com. We'll be uploading. The new episode soon, so you can watch it on there too. Well, not watch it. We will be doing video streaming soon. Not yet, soon, but you can listen to the podcast on there too. Most diffs. Also, I would like to give a shout out to my friend Carrie Bush. Her name is Carrie, and her Instagram is Hey Carrie B. So H-E-Y, Carrie, K-A-R-I-B. Hey, Carrie B. She does photography and she is a sweetie pie. She is a sweetie pie. <laughs> Don't judge me. But also check us out on Spotify. We also are on Spotify. Midnight Special Podcast. Uh, that's it. Yeah. So uh, thank you for joining us. And, uh, we'll see you next, next movie. You got the next movie. Yep. Have a good night and a good morning because it's midnight. That's, that's night and day. Yeah, y'all have a good one. Shoot.